Hi, welcome to my podcast, Whole Bunch of Cattails. My name's Sabrina, and I am telling stories about my cats. With me today is my co-host, Sushi, who is my Siamese cat and is purring loudly. You might be able to hear her. And every once in a while, she meows. She's adorable. I want to welcome you to the first episode of Season 3. Season 1 of Whole Bunch of Cat Tales was all about me honestly learning how to do podcasts and writing scripts and reading scripts. So this season, I'm going to not read. I'm going to try to just talk and we'll see how that goes. Of course... I have a lot to say. The trick will be to stay on topic. And the other trick will be not to move my arms or head around because when I do that, you can hear it on the mic and it sounds not good, not clear. So goal number one is to sit still while I'm recording. Season number one was all about true stories of the cats, how they came to live with us, and then a couple of things that happened during during that time period. Season number two was a fictional story about the cats and their, um, their silliness. It was based on some of the things that they do, but it was entirely fiction. So season three, though, is going to be true stories, things that happen around here on a daily basis that are absolutely ridiculous and I shake my head a lot and my kids shake their heads a lot thinking that really happened and the answer is yes it really happened so anyway that is what's happening in season three I hope you enjoy stories about cats and if you don't well listen anyway because it it helps me with with my ultimate goal of being a content creator creating my own brand yay so if you are familiar with a whole bunch of cats, either TikTok, YouTube, I also do Instagram, I have Facebook page, whole bunch of cats, everything's linked in the notes. But if you're familiar at all with a whole bunch of cats, you know that this summer we fostered a couple of different foster kittens. <laughs> I just, I have to tell this story because I think it pretty much encapsulates the reason that I foster kittens. So I'm old, like I'm old. So I'm 52. I can't even believe I made it half a century. Anyway, when I was a junior in high school, I took a biology class, not like regular biology. It was like like an animal biology science class. I can't remember what it was called, but it wasn't biology. It wasn't microbiology. It was kind of the class in between. And one of the reasons that I took this class, because let's be honest, the real reason, the only reason that I took this class is because one thing that we got to do during that time was hatch eggs. And then we got to take a duck home. We didn't keep the duck forever. We just kept the duck for a couple of weeks. And during that time, the duck was supposed to bond with you, like imprint. The the duck was going to imprint on me and I would then um, walk around and the duck was going to follow me everywhere. And then at the end of the two weeks, we'd all bring our ducks back to school and show everyone like that the duck knew 
that we were their parent. So the time comes, we're going to get the ducks. I don't know what happens to the incubators. I don't know if some asshole punk high school kid like pulled the plug. I don't know if the incubators just like a couple of them broke. Like honestly, I can't remember what happened to the incubators. All I know is that each class was only going to get eight ducks. And there's way more than eight people in each class. Okay, bye, Sushi. Go on. Sushi is not entertained by the duck story. That's fine. Eight kids are going to get the ducks in each class. And I already know I'm not going to get it. Because that's just who I am. I'm always in the longest line at the grocery store. (laughs) not long as slowest I'm always in the slowest lane even if I'm in the fast lane like I just have that not great energy that attracts such things you already know how the story's gonna go they draw names like you put your name in the hat and if your name is drawn you get a duck and like I'd already thought kitty pool for this duck which is why because i told my kids i'm like maybe it was chickens but i don't know why i would have bought a kitty pool so it, it was definitely ducks so i bought a kitty pool like one of those little plastic ones not like the tiny pool i have now that's like you know three feet deep like a little tiny kitty pool to put a little tiny duckling in anyway i was I was ready i was so excited for this duck so they draw names i did not get picked no duck for me Fast forward, let's see, so I would have been 17, 27, 37, 47. Fast forward 35 years, and I'm fostering kittens. And guess what? Those kittens imprint on me. When I walk in the room, those kittens know that I am their mother. And they follow me around, and they meow at me, and they trip me, and they eat my shoestrings and pee on my bed and cause me all kinds of havoc. I don't care. Because I am vindicated. I may not have gotten ducks, but I got kittens. It's so dramatic. But honestly, I do think that's why I loved foster kittens, because I didn't get a duck when I was in the 11th grade. Whatever the reason, I'm sure that the kittens don't care, and I'm sure that the shelter doesn't care, because what they do know is that, you know, five to ten kittens a summer have a safe place to stay for a little while. Foster season starts around mid-May. Maybe the beginning of May, I guess, is when they kind of start coming to the shelter. But really, by mid-May, they are post-daily like, hey, who can help? Who can take some of these kittens? In this summer, I had, in May, I had Grayson, my oldest, graduating from college. And then two weeks later, I had my youngest, Skylar, graduating from high school. And we wanted to do big graduation party of course like it's a big deal graduating from high school in the middle of those two weeks so it was Grayson a weekend off Skylar and on that weekend off Skylar and I drove to St. Louis to participate in the NAMI walk with my sister and her family which we do every year as you can imagine May is a pretty busy month and it that is not going to be the right time to pick up some foster kittens I made a commitment to my kids and to myself that I would wait until June 1st. Of course, when May 10th rolled around and I saw five 
cuddly, cute little buggers that needed a home and no one was speaking up, I said, you know what? I'm going to take these guys to my kids' dismay, to my own dismay. I could not wait any longer. So much for June 1st. Let's get them. Let's bring them home. So we did. They were terrified, of course. They're tiny little hissy guys. But, you know, eventually they weren't and they hung out in my room the whole time and we kept them for about seven weeks. One of the cool things about having foster kittens is that you get to name them. We, for whatever reason, we kind of got on a theme, although there were five of them. So not all of them fit this theme, but um, we had a little black kitten. So we named her Halise because she looked like she was a black cat and the female let me slow down we have a black cat named willow and the female for willow is halise so that's how we named halise she's black willow willow w-i-l-l-o-w not widow we had one that we named baby boo because we have two orange cats and so we named we named the one that looks like yoda Bamboo. I got Bamboo and Yoda confused. Yes, we've had them for over a year, but I, if I'm not looking at them, I don't know which one has the white on his nose and which one doesn't. Seriously, I tell Bamboo and Yoda are orange cats apart by their size. Yoda's really big and Bamboo is not so big. So Baby Boo looked like one of the orange cats and I named him after the other one. It's fine. Baby Boo. Uh, is named after Bamboo. And so since we did that, there was another orange kitten and we named him Baby Yoda, which is Grogu. So his name was Grogu. So we had a Grogu, a Baby Boo, and a Halise. And then the other two didn't have anything to do with our cat's names. One of them was a little black tuxie, which I don't know if you're familiar with tuxedo cats, but they sing and talk and give you the business all the time. So we named him Bagpipes, and I just called him Pipes for short. And then the other black cat, when we, when I went to pick her up, the foster coordinator told me that she is frozen. She's um, terrified. She's so afraid that she's frozen. And so, of course, we had to name her Elsa. We had these kittens about six weeks, seven weeks, and then they went to the shelter And they had their surgery, which is uh, spay, neutered, and microchipped. And then they were all five adopted. Yay! Socializing kittens and cats is my superpower. Mostly because I don't like to be touched. And I don't really like people around me. And so I can just be as patient as can be for cats and kittens to come out of their shell. (laughs) And they do. They do. But it takes a lot of time and a lot of patience. And I say that because the batch of five that we picked up, they had zero desire to be around people. So one thing that I did was spent a lot of time in my room with them. Of course, I would talk to them even though they weren't listening. I, I'm really good at just talking out loud. My kids laugh at me all the time because I just talk to myself and I'll even put a little cha-cha-cha at the end of whatever sentence I'm saying. Both Willow and Scarlet, our two grown cats, came to us and they were not socialized. They hid for a really long time. And Willow, only in the last year, and we've had him 
three years, four years, five years. We've had below five years. And only in the last year has he started getting up on my lap. And even then, he's still pretty skittish. But he will let you pet him. Scarlet, she'll sit on your lap. She will not. Neither of the cats will let you pick them up. That's okay. They've come a long, long way. The other thing that happened the day that we picked up the five kittens was that Izzy came home. So Izzy is our great tabby who comes and goes as he pleases and does not get along with Bamboo and Yoda. So he won't be upstairs. He has to stay in Skylar and Grayson's room. And he disappears for months at a time. And then he'll just like walk in the backyard like, hey, I'm back. We hadn't seen him in probably three or four months. And he came home the exact same day that the kittens arrived. So the poor big cats are now not allowed to be in Grayson and Skylar's room. And they're not allowed to be in my room. And they're never allowed in Jaden's room. The house isn't that big. Like that's the rooms. There's like the three bedrooms and the living room kitchen. So that made for a really long night for for the cats. Also, that first night, the kittens had their days and nights confused. That's interesting. That's an interesting, horrible thing to happen. Horrible for me because I like my sleep at night. They came knowing how to climb. And so I kept them in the tent the first night and they would climb up the sides and they would meow, 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 meow. The second night I let them out and they ran all over the place, up and down, everywhere. It was a mess. Three of them jumped on my bed, and I was like, oh man, this is going to be great. They are really loving me. And no, they did not really love me. They promptly peed on my bed. Litter training is something else entirely. Let me tell you. We figured it out. We We got through it. And... You know, one thing about this batch, too, is that every day you weigh them. You want to see, are they gaining weight? How close are they to two pounds? Because once they hit two pounds, they get their shots, then they schedule surgery. So you want to you want to keep weighing them to see what they are. And the scale I have is just a scale with like a little basket on it. It's a kitchen scale. And I have never had a kitten walk up to the basket get in and just sit and stare at me like, yep, here I am. How much do I weigh? Oh my God. It was the cutest thing. That batch of five kittens, they were super cute. They all did learn how to use the litter box after a week or two. They, they were fine. And you know, what's so great is that after that first week or two, the rest of the time is just fun because you're just hanging out with kittens and who doesn't love to hang out with kittens. That was a good time with the first batch. And, um, Then we picked up the second batch, or the second singleton. So again, I tell myself, I need a break. The kittens are gone. I get the room all clean, sanitized. It's nice to have my room. The cats are happy that they can come back in. Because the whole time that you have these foster kittens, the cats can't be with them. Eventually, if we have them long enough we might let the cats be with the kittens but honestly we haven't done that since we've had more than three cats we we don't do that anymore just because it's it's unpredictable and the cats were happy they got to come in my room and i told the kids you know i think i think it'd be smart to wait till after the fourth of july before we get any more cats spoiler alert 
we did not wait until the 4th of July. I waited two days. And so on June 17th, I picked up, I think it was June 17th. Anyway, in mid-June, I picked up one little guy. His name was Lil Z because we were still going with this theme. He was a mix between Lila and Izzy, our two gray tabby cat. So I picked up Lil Z and was told that his siblings should be in the next day. And I said, great, that's fine. We'll take them too. To my children's chagrin. So we pick up Lil Z. We are waiting for the call to go get Lil Z's siblings. And the call doesn't come. And Friday passes. And Saturday passes. And Sunday. And Monday. And still no call. And Lil Z is super sad. And lonely. Just crying all the time. And I'm in there with him. But he's still just like. He's so sad. He's crying. He's not eating. I say that. Like it's not an emergency situation. Like he is eating. He's just not. He would be a lot more comfortable if he had his siblings with him. They never show up. So I get on the website on Tuesday and see a black singleton that's about the same size as Lil Z. Great. Yes, please. We'll take him. So we go pick him up and we know that he's a black kitten. We named him Nelson, like Nelson Mandela. One thing that we've been talking a lot about at my house is the Mandela effect. And so it just made sense for us to name this kitten, Nelson. My kids call him Nelly, or they called him Lil Nelly. Because Lil Z, Lil Z, Lil Nelly. I just call them Lil Z and Nelson. So that's how we went from one sad little singleton to Two mostly happy bonded guys. I know I said that we did not introduce the kittens to Gen Pop. Gen Pop is what I call where the big cats roam, where the big cats roam free. That's Gen Pop. And then when the kittens are isolated in my room, obviously that's isolation. They have to stay isolated for a couple of weeks regardless, but very seldom do we introduce them, mostly because the kittens are super afraid of the big cats. They're super afraid of the environment. The kittens that we take are pretty much afraid of everything. The kittens that we take to foster, they don't really try to dart out of the room or try to hang out with the other cats. Generally, the rule is we don't introduce them. But with Nelson and Lil Z, as soon as I would open the door... Okay, well, let me start with... There's a lot of foster kittens right now. It's foster season, and there's just an abundance of kittens, which means that in order to get an appointment to get vaccines, because that's where you start, right? You start with the vaccine. The kittens hit two pounds, then you make an appointment to get them their vaccines, and then a week later, they get their surgery. They used to do it at the same time, But I think what was happening is kittens were losing weight and so they weren't two pounds in the morning and then they were having to stay in the shelter a little bit longer than is ideal. Of course, who wants to stay in the shelter? Even if it is the nicest shelter in town, but regardless, they they changed the process. So basically the kittens get their vaccines and then a week later they get their surgery and then they, they go up for adoption. Because it's the middle of kitten season, there's quite a wait to get an appointment for the vaccine. And then you're talking a whole other week after the vaccines before their surgery. 
Lizzie and Nelson, every time I would open my bedroom door or somebody else would, one of them would run out and we would pick one up and take back in. And as soon as we'd open the door, the other one would run out. Once we realized, so two things happened at once. The first is that this, this process of the kittens running out, they want to be out in the world. They want to see the big cats. They're not afraid. They want to explore. So that, that was the first thing. And then the second thing that happened was we'd had the cats for three weeks at this point. They'd hit weight. So I went to schedule their appointments and the appointments are two more weeks out. So since they'd been here at least two weeks, which is a standard isolation time, it just made sense to let them out with the others, especially once we realized that we were going to have these kittens for at least three more weeks. That's three weeks of every time we open the door, fighting them to stay in the room. That's three more weeks of every time we open the door, fighting Sushi, one of our big cats. She's not a big cat, but one of our grown cats from trying to get in the room. And Yoda, both Yoda and Sushi love the room where the kittens are because sometimes there's scraps of wet food and they like the kitten food better. And we decided to not fight it anymore and go ahead and let Lil Z and Nelson have in Gen Pop. And honestly, it worked great um, for the most part. Of course, the day before we took Nelson and Lil Z to get their vaccines, Nelson got into a uh, fight with sushi. And so his nose is all a mess. But other than that, they, they really, they really get along fine. So one funny thing that happened is Nelson is what we call a trash panda. So in the bedroom, he wasn't really interested in the bedroom trash because why would he be? It's like cat poop. I mean, there's, you know, there's really no scraps of people food, nothing like that. It it was no concern. What we didn't realize, though, was how much he loved people food. All kinds of people food. Pizza. He, one day, he got up, Fiona was over and had a cheeseburger out, and Nelson just walked right up to her plate and quieted the cheeseburger and walked right off. So I started calling him Trash Panda, and that that name stuck in my mind, although, I mean, of course, he's Nelson, but he's also a Trash Panda. He will dig in the trash for scraps of food. He will, he's like a dog. He eats whatever's on the floor. If you Rub a potato chip, he's eating it. As soon as you pour a glass of milk or have a bowl of cereal, he smells it and comes and gets in your lap and tries to eat it. He smells anything cheesy. He loves cheese, macaroni and cheese. And of course, okay, before you before you say anything, we did not feed him these things. Like the only food I think that he actually was able to get was a little lick of pizza sauce and a bite of cheeseburger. So Anyway, that, you know, that's one thing about the Fosters, though, is that you just love them so much. And they have such great, cute personalities that there's always a part that wants to keep them. We did not keep these guys. We did not. We're not keeping them. We can't. At the time of this recording, because I am, like, having my life together, and we currently still have Nelson and Lil Z. Um, They'll be ready 
for adoption very soon, though. And they're both super cute. They sort of sleep through the night right now. I've had them long enough that they should be. They're just ornery as can be, but they are BFFs. And I'm really glad that I went ahead and picked up a second, picked up a second kit. So yay, it was worth it. And that is our foster journey for the 2023 summer. I'm happy to say it's a wrap, possibly. I say that, but I know me and who knows, there may be an update to this episode once Lizzie and Nelson are gone. There may be more to come. There may not be. Who knows? I'm sure there will be next summer, though. So, but for now, kitten season 2023 is a wrap. Hope you enjoyed hearing about the kitten fosters, kind of what we've been up to this summer. It's been fun. It's been fun to have the kittens. And it'll be nice to not have the kittens as much as I love them when it's time for them to go. I'm sad, but I get over it pretty quickly. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I hope you enjoyed today's episode and I hope you come back for episode two next week. Tuesdays are release days, but you can always listen anytime, wherever you stream, whatever platform you stream on. There, there I am with a whole bunch of cattails. And you can also check me out. Not me. Don't check me out. You can also check the cats out on YouTube, whole bunch of cats, uh, weekly long form videos, and then shorts every day. Plus we got TikToks and we've got Instagram reels, Facebook page, whole bunch of cats. Uh, and then of course the website, a whole bunch of cats. Com. And you can even email me at wholebunchcats at gmail.com. So reach out. Let me know what you think. Let me know who's your favorite cat. Is there any stories you want to hear? Because I've got plenty. All right. Until next week. Bye.